0: so new year's day has come and passed we have christmas behind us and here we are on the first business day of the year 2022 what do you think's gonna happen this year this is truth to ponder with Bob Beerman. So between the two holidays of Christmas and New Year, I'm doing a lot of thinking. Also even did some working uh, right after Christmas, a few days over in Okeechobee, getting ready for the shortwave project to come alive sometime very soon. I think that 2022 is going to be even a more turbulent year than the past two but in a very different way. Number one, remember 2020 was a presidential election year and the beginning of the unknown with the coronavirus. I would say it is safe that the vast majority of people, myself included, when this pandemic first came, there were two thoughts going around in our mind. Is this strange timing? And if not, where did this virus come from but most important how do we respond and my concern in february and march of 2020 and into april and may was response i wasn't so worried about where the virus came from or the politics behind it just yet i needed some time to look analyze and and begin to recognize there was a tremendous amount of dishonesty a tremendous amount of unnecessary hype and this these breathless reporters talking about the millions that will die in the United States and, and massive numbers in Canada that never materialized, even to this day. Yet we keep the fear alive by this constant barrage that never lets up. Even when we get good news in an Omicron variant, which is much milder, It's still a blizzard of cases. We're all going to die. The winter, this terrible winter of death and illness and darkness. That's all we've heard out of the White House is nothing but death and darkness. Loss of freedom. Little promises of getting it back and then they just take it away. Kind of reminds you of the old Peanuts cartoon. Charlie Brown, Lucy and the Football. Just when you think you're going to get your life back, Lucy, or Dr. Fauci, takes the football away and you fall flat on your back. This is the game, and I call it that. This is the horrific, satanic game they have been playing with you and your life and your family. We have people still running around wearing face diapers, and I call them that for a reason. People are so afraid and they, they, they're looking for hope in anything that can save them from this virus that they will put on a face diaper. And, and even and what is so remarkable, that even one of the famed doctors at CNN pointed out the obvious. You know, one of those keep the fear alive doctors had to admit that these uh, cloth face masks that so many people wear, in some places the majority wear, are nothing more than face decorations. And most of the two-for-a-dollar paper masks at Walmart are no better. And that's what the other half of the people mostly wear. Face gaiters, well, they're, they're totally worthless because they're designed for large dusk particles that are millions of times bigger than a virus. So we have people running around thinking they're doing such wonderful good stuff. And none of it's really accomplishing anything. The coronavirus, like any other virus that the the world has ever faced, these little mutations, is going to do what a virus always does. It's going to, as, as uh, Alex Berenson, I read quite a bit of his material, says a virus is going to virus. It's going to do what it always does. It's going to spread from one person to the next to the next. It's going to double every so many days. And over time, like with all viruses, they will mutate. There's nothing abnormal about a virus mutating. This is what a virus always does, always has done. And until the Lord Jesus calls us home and ends this world, it's gonna continue to do what a virus has always done. We can't change that. Those are the confines of the laws of nature that has been ordained for our environment and planet, period. It's not going to change. So why are we trying to pretend that we can change things that we, to which we have no control, never have had control? And we have people running around, driving in their cars with with gloves, hazmat suits, and face masks by themselves, afraid, I guess, of the virus, you know, sneaking into the ventilator system as it races down the highway to chase your car. Fear is a great motivator. And those that want to reset our Our global economy, our nation's economy, and reset your life for their purposes will use fear against you every chance they get. Now, 2022 is going to be a very unique year, particularly here in the United States, and and to a lesser extent, but still important all over the world. See, we have an election this year, and this election... A lot of people are putting a lot of hope into it, a lot of faith into it. They're, they're, they're thinking that we're going to fix everything in 2022. And we'll all be singing a chorus of that song from the 1930s, Happy Days Are Here Again. You remember that song during uh, the Roosevelt administration?
1: Happy days are here again. Are here again all together shout it now. There's no one who can doubt it now. So let's tell the world about it now. Happy days are here again.
0: And the sad part is so many people believe that somehow at the end of 2022, come that first Tuesday in November. This year, we gotta, we gotta plow through 10 months and then somehow in the first week of November, we're gonna fix everything. And then come January the 1st of 2023, hey, listen, I'm, I'm at an age I don't have that many years to wait for the world, the secular world, to fix the problems created by our human sin nature. I just don't have the time. There are more important things to do. I keep telling you, go look at what the scripture says. Do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. Put your trust in God. I mean, when people die, and they do, their wonderful dreams go with them. And so I'm not going to put my hope in in. Donald Trump or or even Ron DeSantis. I have I have a better place to put my trust. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not going to vote. Trust me. I will vote for who at the time of the election, I believe, is going to be the best candidate. I'm not going to waste my vote with a protest vote for a third party. Yeah, I know I just got somebody mad, but I don't want the inevitable of another kind of a Joe Biden type running the state of florida or anything else we'll do the best that we can that is our job once again how many times have i said that we as christians are to be the salt and light in this world so let's start acting like it let's stop hiding our light under a bushel basket let's stop you know hiding uh, in our churches let's be proactive So many Christians are afraid to, and this comes really out of the apostate churches, you know, the ungodly where the goats have been separated out and they're in nothing but those churches, the church of the goats. They talk about Jesus being all about love, love, love. He just loves everybody and everything and loves your sin too, which is a heresy. There's a lot of that heresy going on these days. Tremendous amount of that heresy. And so we go to church to celebrate our sins, not seek forgiveness, not to be restored unto God, but to have God restored unto us, which makes no sense. But then again, these are apostate churches. These are churches preaching another gospel. These are churches full of nothing but goats. These are churches run by demons straight from the pits of hell. And I don't mind telling you that. They are. You'll find them running around calling themselves Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You will find themselves calling themselves the United Methodist Church or Presbyterian or United Church of Christ or Disciples of Christ or the Episcopal Church. Just to name some. There are plenty more. There are plenty of congregations that have thrown away the gospel for cheap grace, garbage grace, useless grace. No redemption, no forgiveness, and nothing but death inside of you eternally. So I don't put my trust in the these princes to fix all the world's problems. You know, come come November of this year will be my 50th anniversary of voting. And you can see 50 years of voting, how much did we get things fixed in 50 years? Not by much. Not by much at all. And so to think, you know, it's hard to believe that in, you know, like nine years from now will be the 100th anniversary of Roosevelt becoming, you know, winning the election for 19, you know, the 1930s. I mean, he won in 32, he won in 36, he won in 40, he won in 44. And so a lot of people put a lot of stock in a guy like um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt back in my grandparents' era, Not not that any of my grandparents ever did, but a lot of people looked when the economy crashed, when the Dust Bowl came, As we heard in that song, Happy Days Are Here Again, we've got Roosevelt in the White House. And he's going to fix it all. And a lot of people for decades believed it. It took until the 1940s to get out of that depression. It lasted over 10 years. And what really got it out was it wasn't the WPA or any of the projects that Roosevelt put out there. Just like the federal government's policies on the coronavirus, it, it extends the misery for longer periods of time. Everything they've done with the pandemic is just unnatural. It's 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 actually relatively stupid. But doctors are afraid to speak out. See, because of the kind of health care we have around the world that is so controlled by government, you can lose your job. You can lose your credentials. You can lose it all if you dare challenge the narrative. So I believe there are many doctors and nurses that keep their mouths shut and just go along to get along and get along to keep on going. But as we've shared on this program, there are many brave doctors and nurses out there that are standing up to the tyranny and the real misinformation. The stuff you get from fascist book and Twitter is garbage and dangerous to your health. They're nothing but establishment propaganda pieces. Now getting back to Roosevelt, what got us out of the Great Depression that started in the late 20s and went all the way through the 1930s. It was getting into World War II. We started building armament. All of a sudden, everybody was employed again. And then we had kind of a terrible recession following the war that lasted for quite a long time. The impacts of the recession, I believe, after the Second World War show the ups and downs and instability of the economy for close to 30 years after the, after the war ended. At least 25 years or more we went off the gold standard in 1973 as a result. Huge mistake in, in my opinion. When I look back now, we live in a very precarious time between the great global reset, the world on the brink, and so many people being deceived and living in fear. And then so many conservatives are just putting their trust in in the election. And I say not so fast on that one. Let me just share something. I'm not the only person that's trying to look forward. I'm not trying to, don't think I'm some kind of a prophet. I'm just looking at what we've seen happen over the past two, three, and four years, even longer. And I know not to put my hopes up in elections, but I also understand from a scriptural point of view that we live in a dangerous world and a dangerous time. I really believe when I look at 2016 in the United States, the election, Trump was what I call the great interrupter. Say whatever you want to say about him. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Trump was a massive interrupter. What I'm saying is, in other words, the world had been working in a, in a singular direction for ages even going back to the 1990s, well, even probably even before that, but the United States was one of those countries that has to be torn apart from the inside, wrecked from the inside. It was not going to be taken down from the outside, not in, not in the 1940s or 50s, but it started by getting us involved with wars overseas that we never intended to win. One of the things I was thinking about, my wife and I were talking about this the other night. Okay, I'm I'm sixty-seven. I know a lot of my listeners are near my age, some younger, some older. And this will make sense to you. You talk to somebody that's in their teens or twenties and, and talk about, hey, I made a good living at $150 a week, they look at you like you're out of your you're out of your mind. You can't live on that. Today, of course you can't. I realize, stop and think, in the past less than 50 years, in less than 50 years, the value of our money has gone down by 90%. Let me say that again. The value of the money in your pocket has gone down at least 90%. If you didn't catch it the first time, what you bought back then is getting near 10 times higher for the most part of the things that we need not everything but a substantial amount of the things that we need one of the few things that's gone down in price is electricity believe it or not it goes up but not near the rate of inflation because we've had so many ways of creating power over the over the decades more efficiently But look at gasoline. 50 years ago, it was like 25 to 30 cents a gallon where I was living. Now it's what? $3 a gallon? That's 10 times higher. $4 a gallon in some places because of Bidenomics? You know, that's more than 10 times. Price of a house. Once had a house in 1975 that was purchased. We purchased it at $18,000. The house is like 170000 now, almost 10 times more. The taxes are about 10 times more as well. Price of food. I can remember buying hamburger on sale for 39 and 49 cents a pound. Now it's $4 and something a pound. About 10 times more. And just go down the list. A new car. New car in the 1960s, like $3,500 to 4000 Now they're $40,000. In, in other words, because of government borrowing, because of globalist bankers, the the value of your money has been deteriorating at a rapid rate. And your income has not kept pace compared to where we were in the 1960s and very early 1970s. We kind of peaked on our wages in the 1960s before inflation kicked in. You know, making $50 an hour sounds wonderful today, but people made a lot more than that in a lot of other industries you wouldn't think about it today, the equivalent thereof back in the 60s, late 60s and 70s. You know, I can remember when I took a job at a radio station in Georgia. Man, I thought I ever got to like five fifty an hour or six dollars an hour. I'd be I'd be driving around in a Cadillac and a and living in a large four bedroom ranch house. You could do it back then. Try to do that today. The globalists are winning, and we don't even see it. We're so busy chasing a virus. We're so busy chasing everything around us that makes no sense we're chasing a lot of things we're chasing our own tails like a dog does and he can't catch it and we don't even recognize the inflation I'll tell you what else has gone up even faster than inflation the cost of a college I don't even want to call it education Uh, a college brainwashing that's gone way up People used to be able to hold a job and pay for their education while they were taking college or trade courses. I did it. Others have done it. Looking at some of these colleges today that people would love to attend, some of them are even state universities, some are private. What are you looking at? 120 dollars $160,000, $200,000 to get an education? In what? Plus room and board. I think back when I went to college it was just a few thousand dollars a year. A year, not forty and fifty thousand dollars a year, like it is in many places. Well, I'm sure there are community colleges or less, but, but once again, things have changed dramatically in in these past fifty years. And to think we're going to just somehow magically fix it by, by getting the right people in Congress here in the United States come the fall. And then in 2024, man, Trump's going to come back into the White House and everything's going to be good. Good friends of mine and this radio program, Edward Zoll and uh, Lauren Witzke, they produce a program called Crosstalk News. And they had an episode that came out right at the end of the year. And they were talking about a number of issues as they look into, like we are today, into 2022. And they were talking about President Trump. Would he re-enter? Would he go back into politics? Would he run for president? A lot of people say that he will. And so they played an audio, they played a video clip of President Trump along with Bill O'Reilly at an event. And, And here's Trump bragging about his efforts with the vaccine and and other things. And then I want you to hear just a couple of moments of what of what Edward Zahl and Lauren Witzke had to say uh, after they played that clip. And then I'll give you my comments after theirs. This clip begins with with President Trump, former President Trump, bragging about the MRNA vaccines that that came through his Operation Warp Speed.
1: Because of that vaccine, millions and millions of people, I think this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917, where up to 100 million people died. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great, what we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that, you're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates. But take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you.
0: Okay. So the president made news. You agree
1: with that? Right.
0: both the president and i
1: are vaxxed and uh, did you get the booster yes i got it too okay so that's a very tiny group of it lauren i honestly
2: think he doesn't understand what his base feels cares about those who were injured I think quite a few of them might have leaned toward uh, voting for President Trump, supporting the Make America America Great Again, uh, America First platform. But now they're they're left bewildered. I mean, you heard that crowd. There were people booing. And this isn't a paid event. These are people who paid to see Bill O'Reilly and President Donald Trump. And guess what? They booed him for supporting or asking them to reconsider maybe getting vaccinated.
1: Yep. You know, he keeps pushing it on people and, you know, there was a poll that recently came out with on Matt, Matt Walsh's uh, Twitter page yes. where they were saying President Trump or Ron DeSantis for president. Well, you know what? President Trump was extremely polarizing. It cost a lot to be a supporter of President Trump. We still have people rotting in jail in D.C. because they supported President Trump. It cost people a lot. And now it's like, now he's not even going to fight for us. Um, That's what it feels like. And that is why his base, you know, at least we always could count on President Trump to fight for us. He'd stand up for us. He wouldn't lie to us. You know, that kind of thing is how we felt. So it was worth it to go on defense for President Trump. And now it's feeling like it's like, well, this guy is he's he's one of them. So why? You know, I. Rather go to somebody like Ron DeSantis who knows how to govern, who is running his state in a way where the people are free. You know, people aren't, you don't hear these tragic stories here, people that are losing everything. Um, A couple hospitals, yes, but even still, it's not like a widespread thing down here. People are living normally uh, because Ron DeSantis fought for his uh, constituents and his people.
2: Well, Lauren, one of the biggest events, I think, for next year is obviously going to be the midterm elections. Yes. Elections coming in November of next year are, are going to be, uh, I think, more than just a, a, a like temperature check on how the country feels about President Biden and President Trump. It's going to be a, a, the first opportunity to channel that frustration that uh, many have experienced since uh, President Biden took office. And uh, as as we noted with this poll, we saw out of uh, the Phoenix, Arizona the TPSA event uh, that was held that many left VIP meetings and and gatherings with the understanding that President Trump is going to be running again. And there's already been fundraising built around this. President Trump has pretty much done everything but announce that he's going to run. And why this is important, it's not so much that we're in President Trump's camp or President Biden's camp. We're we're journalists, we're Christians, we're trying to make sense of what's happening in this country. And Lauren, I'm seeing now more than ever Stories about uh, warnings, threats of, of a civil war. And it's not even so much that it's the channeling of the frustrations that you saw on January 6th. Again, not an insurrection, a protest. Look, if we're going to call Black Lives Matter, or Antifa, breaking a federal building in Portland to be a protest, you, you, you can't be able to call uh, different what standards. happened it doesn't yeah, matter. completely different standard. But the yeah. point here is that this will change the world if President Trump tries to run again. And again, if his supporters feel that. Their vote wasn't counted,
0: and I fully agree with Edward's analysis, along with uh, Lawrence's analysis, when it comes to President Trump. I've got a lot of my my listeners I know are dedicated Trump fans. They voted for President Trump both in 2016, maybe, but definitely in 2020. And given the, op- the options we had in 2020, I mean, I was not about to vote for a, a Joe Biden or some socialist. Obviously, he was going to be, in my mind at the time, the best choice. Also remember that in 2020, lest we forget some history here, Dr. Anthony Fauci, America's most favorite doctor, was promising the world would never see a vaccine for years. It's impossible. It's totally can't be done. You can't have a vaccine in less than about three years. Then you got to have testing. That's what he kept telling us. All the way up until the election was over. And the announcement came. Oh, by the way, we've we have a vaccine. We knew about it months before the election, or weeks before anyway. And we weren't about to tell you. Because they hated Trump as much as, uh, well, the World Economic Forum hates Trump. Because the big companies, they don't want cures, they want customers. we got to go back into basically, you know, March, April, May of 2020, being told that hydroxychloroquine will kill you. And you must wait for a vaccine. You must social distance. And we're working on this other miracle drug called Remsider. That'll destroy your kidneys and your liver and everything else, but it'll take care of the coronavirus. Evil is out there. Evil has orchestrated this virus, this pandemic that came out of a laboratory. I thought about it this the other night. You may think I'm crazy, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. I have to wonder if the Omicron variant has been released to help end this pandemic and rush it into what's called an endemic, you know, stage. There are a few things about this how should I say the way this thing morphed that some doctors are scratching their heads. Man, that happened a little bit quicker than we expected. I told you on day 1 that I firmly believe this is a man-made plague released upon the earth. And I th- I also believe that the Omicron variant has been ready in the background. I hate to go on a limb like this, but my instinct, this is an instinct, not saying it's fact, but I would not be surprised if the Omicron variant was in the wings, ready to be released at a time that we close out this year. We have to start making the world leaders look good and brag that all their containment measures actually were working. When they were all fraudulent. After all, they can't have anybody conservative winning the House or the Senate come this fall. They're going to have to change the narrative. Then they have to get their hands back on the throttle to control it because they want to know, they want to pretty much guarantee a totally different outcome in 2024. Listen, I got a question. How many people have you invited? to listen to this particular radio program and podcast. you know, maybe you're a regular listener. Maybe you can post it, share it, let other people know this radio program is here. I'd appreciate it more than you'll ever know. We grew phenomenally during the year of 2021 in terms of audience. And if we could see the same kind of percentage increases over the days, weeks, and months ahead, this program is going to have even more impact. Shortwave is we're going to expand it. I want to I really want to also push the podcast while that window is open. It's open right now. Let's use it. Don't don't ignore it. I want to use every door and opportunity and place that God will lay before us. And if you'll help us financially, we will meet all those kind of goals. You got us where we can afford our airtime. For for January, and I thank you. And I want to see this program continue to grow. A lot of work I'll be doing in Okeechobee this week. Pray for me. I'm I'm getting old for doing this kind of this kind of labor, so keep me in your prayers. If you can support us financially, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is 5753-Highway 85 North number 3248 that's 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 we are in crestview florida one word crestview florida and the zip code is 32536 that's 32536 32536 and we will be right back with more on the other side
3: this is truth to ponder with Bob Beerman, Commotion free cemeteries coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now one of the biggest problems we have in the Lord is we want commotion free walks. We don't want commotion. We don't want trouble. We don't want change. We want a place where there's no commotion. Well, if you want a place where there's no commotion, Go to a cemetery. See, if you find commotion in a cemetery, you're in trouble. You see, darkness in darkness doesn't cause commotion. So a cemetery. But and something that's dead in a dead place. is no commotion. But light in darkness causes commotion. The life of God in a dead world is going to cause commotion. When Messiah came into the world, he caused a stir in Bethlehem. Commotion. Nazareth, there was commotion. Galilee, there was commotion. Palm Sunday, there was commotion. They said, who is this who stirs up the whole city? It says the whole city was stirred up. So God's presence causes commotion in daily life. If he's come into your life, it's going to cause commotion. It's going to cause commotion in your routine, and your rut, in the status quo. So if you know the power of God in your life, you know commotion. Don't go for a commotion-free walk. It'll be dead. You know, maybe what you need is something to get stirred up, things to get turned over a little bit. Let God interrupt your routine. You know, let him shake us out of it. Take a break, stir up your life, put it all for God put your eyes on God. Forget the rut. Forget the routine. Let the presence of God come fresh in your life. Let it cause a commotion. Stir it up because God wants to bring that cemetery in your life into Palm Sunday. Ask for a holy commotion now. Feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? Hmm, well, we got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire is warning. Use it as directed. It can change your walk for victory. And also, the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, you'll love it. All free. How do you get it free? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is a real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to minister with me into the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave it to you. It's incredible. You can blanket the earth with shortwave radio, with the gospel. Incredible. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y E S H U A 1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Stir it up, my friend. Shalom. Peace be to you in Messiah, Haderech, the way.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. This January the 3rd, I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a year 2021 was, what a year 2020 was. How many of you last year at this time had such high hopes for the year 2021? I was reading some stories just kind of reminiscing over the past year. A lot of people put a lot of hope in January the 6th that maybe the the voter fraud might be revealed. I can remember in December and November of 2020, all these so-called prophets of God giving these words of knowledge that Trump would be restored to office. Restored to office. I mean, the election would be overturned. And I can remember this one guy, I'm not going to name his name. I think I played an audio cup, uh, audio clip about a year or so ago of this guy saying, and then I saw this wave of blue turn into a wave of red in the latter part of December. And then he modified it. Well, I really meant January. It didn't happen, did it? I had all these people sending me Emails and clips and video clips and stuff to say this well-known prophet of God, this prophet said that Trump will be restored to office and Biden will never see the Oval Office. And, and my heart kept saying, no, no, not going to work that way. The new world order has already established what they wanted. They, they were going to get rid of Trump, the interrupter at all costs. And I also went out on a limb. I know that I'm out on a limb on this one, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't trust some of the nominees that were put on the Supreme Court during the Trump administration. Now, whether by design, whether by referral, whether by being snookered, we're already beginning to see that some of these, two of these judges, Kavanaugh and uh, and Barrett are not quite as conservative as maybe maybe some of you are led to believe. I mean, the left always argued it on the abortion issue alone. Period. That was that was their big thing. We'll have backroom abortions again. It'll become illegal if those two are put on there. And, and it's a great and and my, here's this is my opinion. Okay, this is just an opinion of watching fifty years of of having the manure piled out. Uh, for us to all live and believe. There is, there is definitely, in my mind, uh, this elitist order. And they like to pretend they're this side or the other, because it works for them politically. But I think there are a lot of people in, in politics and even in the legal system that's all it is, a legal system. It's not a justice system. Anybody that believes we have a justice system in the United States is seriously mistaken. It became a bought and paid for legal system ages ago. We have the best justice money can buy, and you need lots of money to buy it. So getting back to what I'm saying, we, we I, I can't depend on the Supreme Court anymore. There are some state courts that I, I kind of worry about and the appellate courts well quietly Biden has been replacing judges at a faster pace than even president trump did so what does that tell you actually no, not him but his people are replacing judges they're setting us up for a major fall they want to be a part of the great global reset they want the whole world to be you know you, you remember you remember that that stupid commercial from coca-cola way back in the 1970s i mean do you remember this
3: i'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love grow apple trees and honey bees and snow white turtle dove. i'd like to teach the world to sing
0: Okay, I'm not going to play the entire song. I think those of you that remember it probably have heard enough. But let's go back to when that song came out. I think it was 1971. It was a used in a Coca-Cola ad. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Then the New Seekers, you just heard, sang it. It made it a top 40 song, very popular on the radio back in 1971. And really, when you think about it, for most people, it it didn't sound like a bad message. It really didn't. Not for the time in which we lived. The Vietnam War was beginning to wind itself down, though it still had uh, three years or more to go. We had seen all the protests. We had seen the Kent State University where the students were shot by the National Guard. We had seen riots in the streets. People divided over the Vietnam War. Then you have the war that everybody forgot, the Korean War. And you got to remember, in 1971, it's only been 30 years since Pearl Harbor. And so many of the veterans of Pearl Harbor are now running the show, so to speak, today. People like my parents' age. They had seen their share of depression and war. And to anybody, the idea of, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. For the first time, you know, older people that looked at, at those weird hippies with, with you know, just, they're weird. With their songs like, if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear a flower in your hair. And their weird clothing. You know, it suddenly was beginning to bridge the gap. Because, well, maybe we can agree on something. You know, good old world Peace. And hasn't the world, haven't the evildoers of the world tried to trick you into world peace? And for how long have they tried to do it? No, I'm serious. Peace is always the elusive dream. And the world and the world leaders and those who want to divide us understand it better than you and I ever could. How the fear of war how to find something to unify people, think coronavirus unity. Think of all those that are what I call in the cult of COVID, the mass COVIDians. They they, they worship at the altar of Fauci in their TV set and CNN with their goggles, face masks, and gloves. Knowing that Dr. Fauci cares for us so much, he wants to protect us and save us from all this horrible evil that is besetting the world. Those that want to own this world, the elites that have been for thousands of years conspiring, look, name me a despot over history that didn't have the idea of global conquest as the goal. Roman Empire, that was their goal. Conquer the world. Look at Napoleon. Conquer the world. Attila the Hun. Conquer the world. Adolf Hitler. Conquer the world. Mao Zedong. Conquer the world. Nikita Khrushchev. Conquer the world. And add to that mix, Klaus Schwab. Conquer the world. Except this time they're not going to do it with armies. They're not going to have to they're going to break us down morally and spiritually and in any way possible people will will throw away their bibles to pick up the latest copy of how to save themselves from the coronavirus conservatives will line up behind donald trump thinking we're going to fix it in in 2 years and we thought that was going to happen in 2020 i mean it 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 was apparent to anybody that the, that this Election was Trump's to lose in 2020. Do I believe there was cheating? You bet I do. On a grand scale, absolutely. Has it happened before? Most probably. Probably more often than we would care to think. So I can't trust our elections. I can't trust our our bought and paid for legal system. I can't trust those that claim to be conservatives that are not. The only place I can put my trust is in my Savior Jesus Christ and those that he has redeemed truly with his blood. Christians are self-identifying. And if you're really into God's word, you can detect an imposter from the real thing. There are a lot of fake and phony Christians out there. Some of them even Pastor, these huge monster churches telling you that don't look at the negative things about yourself, look at the positive things. And that's not even scriptural. They preach a message that is another gospel. Or, like some of these what I call woke churches, the church of what's happening now, with their rainbow stoles and flags and celebrating every manner of sin. And people flock to those places because they want to have this eternal hope, but they want to still indulge in their sin. And they want to think that God condones their particular sin, that it's really not a sin after all, that we just misunderstood what the Bible said. It was all about hospitality back in the days of, of, you know, uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was just hospitality. They weren't being friendly. Well, the Bible is pretty clear on why Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. It's pretty clear why during the days of Noah, the earth had to be destroyed. Read the entire account. It makes a lot of sense. The Bible says, so as in the days of Noah shall these final days be. And I have no doubt in my mind that we are coming into those days of Noah if we haven't already gotten there. Now I do this radio program and podcast for a reason, to try to give you some truth to ponder. Now, in 2022, I'm trying to think where God is leading this program and and the other aspects of the ministries that God has laid out before me. You know, two years ago, beginning of (laughs) 2020, before we had the word pandemic in our vocabulary, I had a lot of plans in terms of church planting and growing Christ's kingdom on this earth, as we're called to do in the Great Commission. But things changed. Churches got shut down. We thought, okay, that'll that'll last until around Easter. Maybe early summer, we'll be right back to, the, we really, how many believed in 2020 when they said two weeks to flatten the curve would be two, maybe three weeks? How many people believe that? I can remember working in emergency management As we prepared for the pause to start it's, you know, a Friday at midnight and then Saturday, Sunday, and then we're going to do all these days, 15 days to flatten the curve. What a fraud that was, because, see, I can tell you in my work, we knew we were saying two weeks, but we were planning for four or five. We just didn't think the public could handle it. That's what we're being told. This may last longer, but we don't want to talk about that part just yet. Let's see how it goes. No, they knew how it was going to go. Those way at the top, the Fauci's of this world, the fraud Fauci's understood. This was not two weeks to flatten the curve. This was two years. Two years to reset the world. I'm telling you, I believe it firmly. The only good thing that has come out of all this from my perspective and I was sharing this in a note that I sent to a friend today this is separating the goats from the sheep in God's kingdom faster than we would have envisioned under normal circumstances I've said a lot last year in 2021 said a lot about separating the goats and the sheep the true church from the fake church and I really believe that God is calling his people into community in ways that I don't quite yet understand. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking, we're all going to head to the compound. I, I don't really believe in that. I, I just, I don't see the reference for that. But I see part-time and temporary sanctuary. I've seen that over, over the years. How many Christians, like in World War II, were put into a community where they, for some reason, were preserved. That 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 example you see over, but not this permanent thing that we're gonna go out to the woods and be big time preppers and wait till Jesus breaks through in the eastern sky. The Bible says we work until Jesus comes. But the Bible also teaches that there are times that we need a time of refreshment, a time of healing, the oil of healing. We need the gladness in our heart of the Lord. We need times of restoration. We need some sanctuary, and we need to build community. Now, while the door is still open using electronic means like radio, like internet, we, we, we discuss these things. We, we begin to work on those things and try to figure out where God is leading us. I'm not putting any hope in this election. I mean, I hope, I mean, I'd like to see it come out nice in 10 months and a week. Wouldn't that be nice? In just, you know, just a little over 10 months from right now. First Tuesday in November, we might see a change. And then pray that the, the disaster they could leave in their wake after losing an election, that if, if they don't manage to steal it between the time that those people take office in January. The Bible says wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. I think we're going to see some strangeness in this world, the likes we've never seen. I'm more and more convinced as the days go by that ever getting back to normal, it's never happening. Normal as we thought it ended, but it really wasn't that normal to begin with. Look at all the nonsense that we have bought into in the last 50 years. I was looking at this one news story that kind of alarms me just a little bit. And and like I say, this is not some isolated story. These stories are increasingly becoming the norm. Now, when I was in high school, back in the, you know, the days of the dinosaur, we had men's and women's sports. Now, I was never much of an athlete, I'll be honest. My brother David was, but I wasn't. I was, I was kind of the the nerdy kid wanting to learn about electronics and you know the rest of the story. But I understood sports. You had football, a bunch of guys out there on the gridiron. You had wrestling. And then you had women's basketball and other sports. It's the way it's been. Because let's be honest, there is a physiological difference between men and women by God's design. Okay. If somebody said that we, by the way, I I was very fortunate. I I may have gone to a small town school in a small rural community in upstate New York. But we had a high school that had what's called a natatorium. That's a big swimming pool. Or as they said on the Beverly Hillbillies, a a seaman pond. And we had this pool. And we had uh, both boys and girls swimming teams. I've got a young granddaughter, outstanding swimmer. I taught her how to swim. She was deathly afraid of the water. One thing that all of us had learned in, in my family were to be swimmers and lifeguards. We were all trained. And so I had I taught her how to swim, and she was terrified of the water. She became captain of her swim team. And and my granddaughter is a thin little gal to this day. I mean, she's small. And, but she's a very good swimmer. But there are a lot of guys over the years of swimming. I, I don't know. Come just think about uh, you know, Mark Spitz back in 1972, 50 years ago. Great swimmer. I doubt if my daughter or granddaughter, I, sh- I should say, could compete with, with, uh, with Mark Spitz. But see, today we now have this new idea going on that... If you're a guy that wants to be a girl, you can just declare it and do whatever you need to do. You got this This clown, goes by the name of Leah Thomas, who is a, you, I look at, he's a dude, I'm sorry, I'm, I hate to put it so bluntly. I am looking at you, you are built and you look like a man, you do not look, you look like a man with long hair. And maybe you've taken a few hormones so you don't grow a beard. And here's the problem. you got this guy, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas has caused this one person by the name of Cynthia uh, Myelin, who has been (laughs) officiated at all these swimming events for like three decades. But she gave up. She gave up last week. When this Penn State transgender swimmer, Leah Thomas, uh, you know, is shattering all the women's records. It's a man pretending he's a woman. And the Biden administration and all the leftist and evil satanic people want you to believe that gender is fluid. They want you to believe that homosexuality is totally normal and we should be teaching it to five-year-olds. Five-year-old has no understanding of their sexuality. You know, my five-year-old granddaughter wanted to become a mermaid. Should I have had her legs cut off and and splice in some fish fins? This is the kind of nonsense the world is trying to get you to believe. And we're all chasing down men pretending that they're women, shattering sports records. You got companies that said, you know, the vaccine will make you COVID-proof or finding out far from it. You know, what are we, 23 boosters down the road? But when is this going to end? When does, it, when does the truth come out? I believe this year. We have to work hard on this one, my friend. This is going to be a year, I think, where truth becomes more dominant. And it's going to be a year when if God's people, they're, they're going to have to take advantage of this period of respite and uncertainty to do the work that God has called them to do. I mean, time is of the urgency. We don't have time to waste. We don't have it. We don't have a second to waste. I know in certain states like New York and New Jersey and other other places, it's going to be more difficult because the enemy has gotten a much stronger hold on those places. It just worked out that way. Twenty twenty. 2021 and 2022, I've been watching God move his people from place to place, opening up doors they never anticipated. I know for some people, they've had to give up their comfort zone in the process. Need to keep our friends and family that are facing some hard decisions in all of our prayers. By the way, we have a prayer request tab on the Truth to Ponder website, truth2ponder.com. Would you use it? I'm going to be partnering with other ministries that we're going to be doing more in, in the world of prayer and also finding out what God has called each and every one of us to do. Time is running short. And I think we have, I don't think we have a two-year or four-year or five-year window to play in. Everybody thought in 2019 that uh, Trump would win and we'd be just continuing on as we've been going. Look how fast that changed. And it could change again on a dime. And so we need to be ready in ways we've never been ready before. And this week, I'm going to talk more about this preparation we're going to have to do. Community. The things we're going to do to build each other up. And how we're going to stay connected in the days and weeks ahead. Do you believe in this ministry and this radio program? Would you consider a financial gift to keep it going? make a check payable to ancient word radio and mail it to truth to ponder highway 5 make that 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 and we are in Crestview Crestview Florida zip code is 32536 that zip code again 32536 and until tomorrow may god bless you this has been truth to ponder